the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy Cornus. And I'm Allie Klebus. And today we are going to be talking about all things Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, and Taylor Swift. Because when it comes to famous friendships, it doesn't get much better than this. We also have two fun announcements at the end, so stay tuned. And I also just want to tell y'all how much I love you because I'm literally in a two-foot closet right now and it's hot. I also turned off my AC, so I really love you guys. It is sweaty in here. Allie is in Florida right now, so that's she <laughs> sent her all your love, all your T's and P's. If you hear any audio background noise, I am truly sorry. I am doing the most to try and prevent it. And while we're sharing things, I have a little thing I want to ask our listeners, Ellie, if that's okay with you before we get started. Absolutely. Okay, you guys listening, I want to get on Raya. <laughs> I need an invite. Someone please hook me up. I really want to get on there. I thought I could get on there without an invite because I thought I was already kind of famous. I'm not. <laughs> and they won't let me on there without one. So if you have an extra invite, um, please DM us. <laughs> well, I can't let you have all the fun. This is not fair. <laughs> if you can, you have Ryan, been dating Sam for like what four years. What do you want? Well, then he should feel comfortable with me having a Raya account. He can trust me. People only get like five invites per account. Really? Yeah. So that you can't just ask for an invite if you're not going to use it, Allie. Yeah, well, and there are so many famous people in Atlanta. I don't know if people outside of Atlanta realize how many movies are shot in Atlanta. Like, there are hella actors, hella rappers. I don't know why I'm saying hella all of a sudden, <laughs> hella much, but <laughs> um, there's, like, there's some really good potential on there. Yeah, like, Kanye West is currently living in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. What? <laughs> did you not hear about <laughs> no, that? What? He did a listening party there in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and then he just kind of stayed. Are you serious? Like Phantom of the Opera style. Um, it's been a few <laughs> days since I've last heard anything about it, so he could have, like, moved on past him, but, like, he was, like, literally, like, in an office space in there, like, sleeping. They put a mattress on the floor for him. Phantom of the Opera style. I'm dead at you. That is so funny. <laughs> Honestly, not a bad place to live. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, if I was going to choose any stadium, that's the one. Yeah, and what's funny is people who go to, like, the Atlanta United, the, the soccer team in Atlanta, whenever people go to the games, like, apparently he just, like, walks around. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, you need to Google it after we record this. It's very interesting. Honestly, that's pretty good advertisement for Mercedes-Benz Stadium and Atlanta United games. Yeah. Because if you could, like, go plus have a chance of like running into Kanye West 
Yeah, like at the pizza stand. <laughs> yeah, but like you also like probably never know what an interaction with Kanye West would be like. You know, I feel yeah. like you could get like cool Kanye West or you could get crazy Kanye West. So I don't know. Maybe it could detract as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. So anyway, uh, moral of the story, send me a riot invite. Yes, please do. But with all that, I guess we can dive right in with a little background on Blake and Ryan. So, Blake Lively was born on August 25th, 1987, meaning she's a Virgo, like me. Cressy, will you fact check me? Because, like, August 25th seems, like, pretty early. I think it's to August 22nd or 23rd. I think it's a cutoff, so. Wow. Okay, yeah, because there are some July Leos now that I'm thinking about it, too. Yeah. So, Blake will be turning 34 this month. Her name at birth was actually not Blake Lively. It was Blake Alender Brown, which I think is interesting because, like, all of her family members also share the last name Lively. So, I don't know if it was, like, a fake last name situation that they were like, this is my family name now. Or I don't know how exactly that happened. But she was born Blake Brown, which is funny because I went to a high... Yeah, I went to high school with a guy named Blake Brown, so full circle. (laughs) She was born in Tarzana, Los Angeles. Her family has always had a lot of ties to the entertainment industry, which would make sense if, you know, if they did choose the name Lively for the whole family. You know, it's certainly a better stage name than Brown, I guess. I don't know. I I could be making this up. I'm not really sure how their name changed, but her father, Ernie Lively, was an actor and director, and her mother, Elaine Lively, was a talent scout. Blake was actually the youngest of five children, and actually all four of her siblings, Eric, Lori, Robin, and Jason, are also somehow tied to the entertainment industry, just like we just mentioned. So she definitely comes from a place of privilege, I would say, if I had to assume. But apparently, instead of being left with a babysitter when she was younger, she was left in acting classes. So just normal growing up things. Interesting. I mean, it's not a bad idea if you live in Los Angeles and you need someone to watch your kid. Yeah. Put him into acting classes. Certainly has paid off for her. So Blake graduated from Burbank High School and was extremely involved in school. This is kind of interesting, I think, because Taylor also had a pretty normal high school experience up until like the very end when she won that award and she was like, this is the highlight of my senior year. (laughs) (laughs) But for the most part, Taylor had a normal high school and so did Blake in the very beginning. So I think, in my opinion, if I was a famous person... That would kind of relate me to other people, you know, unlike Dakota Fanning or someone who grew up famous, like Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. I feel like they could find a little bit more to, like, relate to each other with. So Blake was a cheerleader in choir and class president. Allegedly, Blake always wanted to go to Stanford University. Interesting. I saw some things online that were, like, apparently her brother she was really close to, and he was, like, the one that prompted her to go into acting. He was like, you'd be so good at it. And... She certainly is. It certainly worked out. I thought this was a funny quote. In a Cosmo article from 2008, Blake shares, quote, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, but I do sleep around a lot, end quote. Wow. I don't know if that was like, you know, that's a little bit of a different time. I don't know if they like kind of compelled her to say that since it Uh is Cosmo after all, but I thought that was funny. But like also I could see her saying that because she seems pretty like out there, like outgoing. But I do think it's interesting that she doesn't drink or do drugs because, I mean... If you think about Serena Vanderwoodson. Yeah, she's the opposite. (laughs) Yeah, kind of the opposite. So moving on to Serena Vanderwoodson, Blake Lively is most famous for her role 
as Serena Vanderwoodson in CW's Gossip Girl, which she was cast in in 2007. And if you've never seen Gossip Girl, you need to stop this podcast right now and watch episode one. You deserve to live your best life. (laughs) I mean, I always watch it. Cressy, did you watch Gossip Girl? Yes, I did. I loved Gossip Girl. I haven't seen the reboot yet, but I did watch the original. I actually think Gossip Girl was the first show that I ever binge watched. You know, like my first show that I ever like dove into wholeheartedly because Netflix was kind of new at the time. Like Gossip Girl was a show right when Netflix turned into like a streaming service and everyone thought it was so weird that they were Mm -hmm. no longer mailing us DVDs. If you're a kid listening, that's what they used to do. Um, But I just remember coming home every day after school and, like, sitting in my basement for hours just watching Gossip Girl relentlessly. But something that most people don't know is she actually knew Penn Badgley, which I don't know how to say his last name. I think that's it. Who played Dan on Gossip Girl since they were homeschooled together since the age of 11. That's confusing because she went to high school. So I did see something online that said she went to 12 different grade schools when she was like younger so like elementary school so I wonder if they maybe pulled her out at some point and she like was homeschooled so maybe they weren't like homeschooled forever together but like maybe for a year they were homeschooled I don't know you can't believe everything you see on the internet but I did see this and we'll have all the sources online you can decide for yourself but I did see that and I think that's interesting if that is true Who knows? It could be a fan rumor. It could be like one of those pipe dreams, you know? Yeah. But apparently Blake was super close to her older brother and her older brother was really shy and didn't want to go to school. And then Blake is a tall girl like us. She's like 5'10 or 5'11 and she was so big for her age that they put her into school early. And then right after that, I saw that she had been in many different grade schools, probably because she started elementary school at an abnormally young age. But anyways, Penn and Blake dated from 2007 to 2010, and their characters also dated on screen on Gossip Girl. So Serena and Dan were kind of like the OG couple that everyone rooted for until Blair and Chuck, because then Blair and Chuck are like one of the most iconic couples of all time. Penn and Blake also played stepbrother and stepsister. Wait, and what? I can't remember what that was, but that rings a bell. In Gossip Girl. Oh! Oh my god, I forgot! I forgot the story. Yeah, they were like brother and sister. Their parents got married. Okay, spoiler alert, but hopefully everyone's seen Gossip Girl. (laughs) So Blake's first major role, and probably the first role that I ever recognized her in, was when she was cast as Bridget in The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants in 2005. According to some online sources that I saw, Blake got this role by just sending casting photos. So again, there's a lot of celebrity gossip around Blake online because obviously Blake's like this super gorgeous celebrity woman. So who knows if this is true, but if it is, that's kind of cool. I mean, you could see, I mean, Blake's obviously gorgeous, but that could also mean that it was a rumor. Blake's first role was actually a small role in the film Sandman in 1998. Since Blake kind of gained her fame from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants as well as Gossip Girl, she's also been the face of brands such as L'Oreal and Gucci, and she's been in some pretty popular movies including Accepted, Elvis and Annabelle, New York I Love You, The Town, Green Lantern, Savages, The Age of Adeline, The Shallows, The Rhythm Section, All I See Is You, and A Simple Favor. And Blake actually met her husband, Ryan Reynolds, who also plays a role in this episode, obviously, on the set of Green Lantern in 2010, which did not receive rave reviews. 
to be honest. And they didn't start dating until way later after that. At the time, Blake was still dating Penn Badgley and Ryan was married to Scarlett Johansson, which I did not realize they were married. I probably knew that sometime way back when, but I I certainly did not know that today. Not in 2021. Did you remember that? No, I don't think so. I feel like every day I learn something new that I did not wish to know about Scarlett Johansson. She's just been famous for so long, you know? I know. But in an interview with Joe Cagle, which again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, Blake said, quote, We were such good friends. She's talking about Ryan and her here. But she said, quote, We were such good friends for so long, and we got to know each other as friends. It didn't click for a good year and a half. That's what I appreciate about our relationship, is he's my friend first and foremost, end quote. Blake currently lives with husband Ryan Reynolds, who is about to come up. We'll give you a little background on him. But they currently live in Bedford, New York, with their three children, Betty, James, and Inez, otherwise known as the three fictional characters in Taylor's Grammy award-winning folklore. Blake and Ryan got married in September of 2012 in Mount Pleasant, which is where I just moved from. I lived in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. I thought that was really funny. I would drive by where they got married almost every day, but unfortunately, that venue is also a past plantation, so um, since that point, they have expressed their regrets about getting married there, understandably. That's it for what I got. Cressy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about how Blake and Ryan met and then give us a little bit of background on Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, let's talk about how Blake and Ryan met. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly Radio, Ryan said, quote, about a year after Green Lantern had come and gone and we were both single, we went on a double date. She was on a date with another guy and I was on a date with another girl. And it was like the most awkward date for the respective parties because we were just like fireworks coming across. We were buddies for a long time, which I think is the best way to have a relationship to start as friends, end quote. Blake later shared in an interview with Marie Claire, quote, I'd never known anything like the friendship that I had with him. I could like him as much as I loved him, end quote. Before we get too carried away and start our timeline, let's give a background on Ryan Reynolds himself. So Ryan Reynolds was born on October 23rd, 1976 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, to an Irish Catholic family. Ryan's father was a food wholesaler and his mother worked in retail, so a little bit different than the upbringing of Blake's. But like Blake, Ryan is the youngest child with three older siblings. Ryan started acting with a leading role in the Nickelodeon show Hillside at the age of 13, which he starred in from 91 to 93. He landed this role after attending an open casting call. Very impressive for a young boy. I had no clue he was on Nickelodeon. Me neither, no clue. but we were not alive yet, so. Yeah, we were not. They're much older <laughs> than us. More, more so Ryan than Blake, but yeah. definitely Ryan. Following his Nickelodeon role, Ryan returned to Vancouver where he continued to act starring in a show called The Odyssey from 93 to 94, and he started his own improv group called Yellow Snow. Ryan continued to act, starring in shows here and there such as The X-Files until the late 90s. During this time, he also worked as a grocery store clerk. Talk about a balanced, grounded life. So Ryan attended college at Kwantlen Polytechnic University, don't know if I'm saying that right, and dropped out in just a few months to move to LA with his friend when he was 19. After moving to L.A., Ryan starred in TV shows such as Two Guys, A Girl, and A Pizza Place. Also, I saw a TikTok recently that was dragging the names of horribly named TV shows, and that was one of them. And National Lampoon's Van Wilder. 
Since that point, his acting career has really taken off. Some of Ryan's most notable films include Just Friends, Definitely Maybe, Selfless, The Change-Up, The Proposal, and his starring role as Deadpool in Deadpool. He is known for his quick quips and sarcastic humor, which lends itself perfectly in the Deadpool movies, and now in his and Blake's infamous clapbacks at each other on social media. Interestingly, before marrying Scarlett Johansson, Ryan was actually engaged to Alanis Morissette. They were together from 2004 to 2007 before ultimately calling off their engagement. I just didn't know that. Me neither. <laughs> like, you know... Like, I, did, I had no idea Ryan dated Alanis Morissette, and I was like, now he's friends with Taylor. He loves girls that write breakup songs. So before we get into our timeline with Blake and Ryan and Taylor, what are your thoughts on Blake and Ryan as a couple? Like, are you a fan? Do you like them? Do you like their movies? I just remember when they got together that I was just, like, astonished that, like, the two hottest people in Hollywood started dating. <laughs> like, yeah. But obviously, like, Serena Vanderwoodson had really great style in Gossip Girl. But, at, like, honestly, Blake Lively, I mean, she's obviously super beautiful, super hot. It's always just been her style for me that, that has, like, made me love her so much. Like, she always, no matter what she wears, I just think she looks like the coolest girl in the room. So when she started dating Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Reynolds, like, went through a period of time where he was the hot guy in Hollywood. Like, around the proposal, kind of. Like, I just remember everyone talking about Ryan Reynolds so much. So when they got together, I was like, this is too good to be true. They do just seem like best friends. Like, they're so um, funny to each other on social media. Like, I feel like E! News always covers whenever they say something silly about each other on Instagram. Like, they'll roast each other. Like, Blake one time posted a picture with Ryan's co-star. I can't even remember who it was, but it was someone super famous and was like, love you, baby, and, like, cut out Ryan Reynolds. They're very public about their teeth of each other and it's just fun to see like I just feel like they have a very funny and like just warm and happy relationship but what are your thoughts I don't have a very strong opinion on either of them really okay I I don't love that they got married on a plantation yeah no and that it took like a few years for them to talk about that but I'm glad that they did talk about that eventually yeah yeah I did love Gossip Girl I have this image of Blake and Ryan that's like really burned into my head that she posted on her Instagram story once where uh, she drew on her shoes. She was barefoot and she drew on her shoes and then she tagged Louis Vuitton like where the shoes are or something. Something only a famous person could do. And Louis Vuitton was probably like, yes, promote it everywhere. It was so funny. So I always think about that picture. It might have been on like the grid, actually, if she did tag them. I'll have to find it and post it whenever we share this episode. But it's a picture of her and Ryan together with these drawn on shoes. And it's just really funny to me. (laughs) Yeah, I just I don't know. Like, I feel like I grew up like idolizing Blake Lively more so than Ryan Reynolds, obviously. But like I... I feel like they've always fascinated me. And the fact that they're friends with Taylor. Yeah. It's just like goals. Like, obviously, I was about to say, I'm not even sure who I'm more jealous of. Definitely more jealous of Blake being friends with Taylor than Taylor being friends with Blake. (laughs) But I'm pretty jealous of them both. Me too. And it feels like they have a good, solid friendship. So why don't we get into that friendship timeline? Yeah, absolutely. We first find out about Taylor and Blake Lively's friendship in a very peculiar way. 
In September 2015, Blake posted a picture on Instagram for a L'Oreal campaign alongside Julianne Moore, Naomi Watts, Eva Longoria, John Legend, and Carly Claus. <laughs> in the caption of the photo, Blake says, quote, so turns out this wasn't a video shoot for John Legend's cover of Bad Blood. I couldn't even find the original tweet. I bet it was deleted, but like one of her hashtags was hashtag turns out John Legend isn't covering Bad Blood end quote. So people on the internet responded to this in a crazy way. They all thought that Blake was shading Taylor with this. I guess because of that hashtag, like, turns out John Legend would never cover Bad Blood or like something like that. I'm not really sure why the internet thought this was like an attack on Taylor, but everyone did, which is weird because I don't really see it that way. What do you think? Do you see it as an attack? Like, would you interpret it that way? No, I wouldn't. But um, we know firsthand how annoying Swiffers are. (laughs) So I don't think we can say that. I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, we've been getting some comments on our TikToks from people that are just bothersome. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we can't even get into it. People on the internet are stupid. And they took this to mean that Blake, like, hates Taylor Swift. I guess it was just fun to hate Taylor Swift, of course. Shocker. So everyone took this as an attack. Blake did not wait, basically, like, a single second to respond to these rumors. And she clapped back in a pretty over-the-top way. I feel like everyone, whenever someone says that, like, someone's attacking Taylor, like, Selena, remember when she posted the skims and Selena came Mm -hmm. back with this, like, huge caption about how much... I would die for this one. Yeah, like, huge caption about how much they love Taylor. Well, Blake essentially did the same thing that Selena did. Blake responds with a post of a picture of Taylor. I think it was multiple. Again, I couldn't find the original post, but through online reports like E! News, I saw that it was a picture of Taylor with Blake's family. And Blake said, quote, um, whoever thought I was throwing shade clearly doesn't know I have a Taylor Swift, please be my wife, voodoo doll. Hashtag obsessed. Look how rad she is here, making my niece Heather feel like a rock star. Love my Canadian family almost as much as I love Taylor Lively. I mean Swift. Okay, fine. We can hyphenate our last names. XO, Blake Swift, Lively, forever. End quote. Even more over the top than Selena. I think Blake might have invented Tay Voodoo with this post. Yeah, I actually had to read this over and over again to, like, understand. I was like, what? (laughs) I have a Taylor Swift please be my wife voodoo doll? Like, I was like, it must have been an inside joke. It's funny to me when celebrities put inside jokes on the internet because it just seems extra weird, you know? Mm -hmm. Like when Selena posted the 1989 announcement and we were like, is she drunk or high? Yeah, from drowning in my sheets. Yeah. I think it's sweet. And like, I mean, it's even weird when us normals do it. Like when we post an inside joke and like our community will be like, what the fuck? What does that mean? Yeah. It's especially weird when a celebrity does it because the whole world is looking, but it's nice. Yeah. She came back and basically was like, I love Taylor. And it kind of seems like they probably had a friendship before this too, because she's talking about her name being hyphenated Swift Lively. So, I don't know. I, feel I like-, like Lively Swift. Blake Lively Swift and Taylor Lively Swift. I like it Lively Swift. What do you think? Well, because it's like, I'm Lively Taylor Swift. Lively is just a great last name. I don't like Swift Lively. I like Lively Swift. Okay. Well, if they ever do actually get married, we'll let them know our thoughts. Also in September 2015... Blake joked that she would be playing Shake It Off on repeat when she decided to shut down her lifestyle website, Preserve. Yeah, she had a lifestyle website. I guess I should have included that in her biography, but apparently she dabbled in that. 
Blake is really known for, like, baking. Like, a lot of, like, magazines will frame her as, like, a homemaker. And she does post about baking a lot, which is one of the reasons I think that they're kind of good friends, her and Taylor, because they both seem to enjoy baking things for their friends. So, in December of 2015, Blake posted a picture of Taylor and her together at a Queensland, Australia theme park. I definitely think this was the first time I ever recognized that they were friends. There's a picture of them jumping together, holding kangaroos and koalas. It's just friend goals all around. Blake was in Australia at the time filming The Shallows, and Taylor was there on the Australian leg of her 1989 tour. Sydney! Sydney! Also, whenever I read The Shallows, I was like, the Lady Gaga song? Oh, that's just shallow. <laughs> I got so confused. So, in a post on Instagram after this day, Taylor said, quote, Yesterday was such an amazing day off. Roller coasters, kangaroos, and LOLs with Blake Lively. See you tonight, Adelaide. Is that how you say it? I'm honestly not sure, but it's a place in Australia. Anyway, end quote. Blake was then seen attending Taylor's 1989 concert in Adelaide, Australia. The first time I saw that, because Blake was Adeline in the age of Adeline. Yeah, that's how my mind wanted to read it. Yeah, and then it took me, like, many moments to put it together that Adelaide was where her concert was. Anyways. Very soon after they were together in Australia, Blake sent Taylor a birthday pie for her 26th birthday. The pie is adorable and features both Meredith and Olivia, and says, happy Thanksgiving birthday. Again, with like the weird jokes. I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, because it's a pie, I guess. That's why. But I thought that was cute. Sometimes Thanksgiving is on the 26th. Oh. My dad's birthday is on the 25th, so sometimes it's on Thanksgiving, so that's the only reason I know that. Because it's always on a Thursday, so maybe that's why. Maybe Thanksgiving was on the 26th that year. Oh. That I would have never in a million years put that together, (laughs) Cressy. I only know that because of my dad's birthday. Well, maybe Blake knew it and Taylor because they both love baking so much. So maybe they both look forward to making pies every year on November 26th. Because it's normally like either like the 24th or 26th. Like it's like around those days. Yeah. I really want to know if Blake made Meredith and Olivia on this pie because it it really is fully formed cats. Like, and I'm talking like figurine looking cats, not like cats drawn with icing. So yeah, I want to know how good Blake is at these baking decorations. But anyways, it sounds like you're coming for her talents. You're like, I don't think you're that good, Mrs. Blake Lively. Well, I just want to know how deep it goes. Like, does she just make cupcakes or does she like fully? You're going to take this all the way to the top. Like, to make a good figurine out of icing, that is, yeah. that's a lot of hard work. Like, is she that good? I don't know. Taylor posted a picture of Blake's pie on her Instagram, and her caption for the picture said, quote, Blake wins at birthday pies. At Blake Lively, I honestly can't stop laughing right now, end quote. So, Taylor and Blake are the best of friends. And it's kind of interesting because Carly Kloss and Taylor were brought together because of their love of baking, and now it seems like Blake Lively and Taylor Swift are being brought together for their love of baking. Wait, I want to rebrand it, Blaking. (laughs) That sounds dirty. It does kind of sound dirty. It sounds like flaking. I feel like that might actually mean something else. Okay, forget I said that. (laughs) Checking Urban Dictionary as we speak. Blaking. Surely she's made that joke. She loves puns and she loves baking. She certainly has called it blaking. Oh, no. Oh, God. Is it even okay to say on the podcast? We do have an explicit podcast, so go ahead. Blaking. 
the act of masturbating excessively due to laziness or difficulty in finding pussy. <laughs> Ever since Ardent got rejected by Tamara, he spends all night blaking off at home. I feel like this was like an inside joke amongst like a fraternity. Like there was a guy, Blake, who could never get a girl or something. That's what it sounds like to me. And then they're like, let's go on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. It's from November 30th, 2010. Interesting. I knew it was something dirty. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Well, everything's something dirty these days. Yeah. Shall we move on to the next point in our timeline? Anyway, Blake and Ryan made their first appearance at Taylor Swift's 4th of July party in 2016. And it's widely assumed that Blake introduced Taylor to Ryan. Apparently, people really speculated at pictures of Ryan at Taylor's party because of his facial expressions. And they just did not make him look excited to be there in the photos. He was even asked about this in interviews all the way until 2020. Wow, in the middle of a pandemic and people are still asking him about these photos. There's no end to how much people want other people to hate Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Ryan said, quote, That's a problem I've had all my life. If I'm not aware a photo is being taken, my natural resting face is one of a man dying. I had no idea somebody was taking a photo. Therefore, I was resting comfortably in my persona of a man whose soul is, is visibly exiting this earth, end quote. Blake was also actually pregnant with Inez at this 4th of July party, and in August of 2016, Taylor attended Blake's baby shower at the Bedford Post Inn in Bedford, New York. Taylor later visited Blake in the hospital after she gave birth to Inez. So Taylor's been, like, involved with their family, you know, like, and the daughters since a young age. Like, she's invested in these children's lives, which I think is nice. In October of 2016, Taylor reportedly visited Blake and Ryan in upstate New York, and Ryan reportedly lent Taylor his Deadpool costume that she later wore for Halloween. Celebrity goals. No normals could ever. <laughs> like, no one gets the Deadpool costume, like, the actual Deadpool costume to wear. So, jumping to 2017, in July of that year, Blake and Ryan joined Taylor and Joe Alwyn for a vacation in Rhode Island. So, also in 2017, Blake and Ryan's daughter, James, who is the eldest daughter, was featured on Taylor's Reputation album at the beginning of the song Gorgeous, where she says, Gorgeous! (laughs) I tried to do this in the earlier That was terrifying. But you all know it. You've all heard the song Gorgeous. I hope. Um, When asked about James being on the song Gorgeous on Good Morning America, Ryan says, quote, A little intro there, yeah. That was a voice memo that ended up on a song. It's pretty amazing. My daughter has a really, really terrible ego problem now after that song, end quote. I think that's just funny. I think they're just poking fun at her. But it was a voice memo? What? And they put it on a Taylor Swift album? She didn't, like, come into the studio? I guess that would have been a lot for a child. Yeah. But anyways, so there's a fan video of Blake and Ryan at a Reputation concert, courtesy of at KT Perkins 13, where Blake and Ryan are seen in the crowd of the Reputation tour. And when... Gorgeous starts and they hear James' voice saying gorgeous. I'm not going to try and say it like James. They like really like jump up and down. It looks like their team just scored a touchdown. Like it's, it's really, it's, it's super cute. I loved it. 
and that will be linked on our website as well. So in another interview with Good Morning America, this time with Blake, Good Morning America really loves him some Taylor Swift. I'll tell you that they much. They do. They like, they love her. That's probably why she always makes her announcements on there. But they bring up the video of Blake and Ryan jumping for joy again. And in response, Blake says, quote, that was the true, unfiltered version of our terrible stage parent pride. Our kids have very normal lives, as much as that's possible, so she didn't even get a title on the album. I should be collecting royalties, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. I'm surprised that she wasn't listed as a contributor to the album, or to the song. Yeah, I mean, just imagine James, Betty, and Inez, like, in the elementary school cafeteria, like, casually the inspiration behind folklore also on <laughs> gorgeous also announced in her grammy award-winning speech for folklore like what these children what a life what a life so blake and ryan continue to be a staple at taylor's parties not only her fourth of july parties but also taylor's birthday parties new year's eve parties and general events alike to put it simply it just seems like they both really show up for taylor and they have a really positive close friendship Blake and Ryan were even featured on Taylor's Junior Jewels shirt and the Look What You Made Me Do music video. Iconic behavior. Yes. Blake later spoke to Vanity Fair that year. This was around the time that Reputation came out and Blake was filming the rhythm section. And apparently Blake would just blast that album while she was getting her hair and makeup done and working on that movie, which just seems like real supportive friend moves. But jumping to Lover era, when Taylor's music video for You Need to Calm Down came out in June of 2019, Ryan was featured in the music video painting a portrait of New York City's iconic Stonewall Inn. And if you don't know, the Stonewall Inn is actually the site of the 1969 riots that started the gay rights movement. In the video, Ryan is also seen next to his alcohol brand, Aviation Gin, so great product placement. Taylor also posted a picture with Ryan and Aviation Gin at her New Year's Eve party earlier that year. This was the New Year's Eve party where everyone dressed as fictional characters and Taylor dressed as a mermaid. Remember when everyone thought that TS7 would be mermaid-themed? Because I do. And also... Just knowing what Taylor was about to share about her masters and her being Ariel and Ariel having her voice taken away. Oh, yes. It's interesting to say the least. Yeah, I just fucking love Taylor. I just and I love the Little Mermaid. Yeah. So Ariel respect. I really couldn't just move past that. I was like, I don't care what TS7 is, but God bless Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> In a BuzzFeed interview in February 2020, Blake was asked to pick a celebrity to clone out of Leda Meester, Gigi Hadid, Martha Stewart, Beyonce, Anna Kendrick, and Taylor Swift, and she picked Taylor Swift. During the interview, Blake said, quote, I gotta go with Taylor. The world needs more Taylor. I need more Taylor, end quote. Cute. Just acting as a humanitarian, honestly. We all need more Taylor. She's right. But now we're at the time in the episode where we get to talk about folklore. So... Taylor names the love triangle in folklore after Blake and Ryan's three children, Betty, James, and Inez. Having their three names in folklore was actually how the name of Blake and Ryan's third child was revealed. So I'd say that they're pretty close. To put this into reference, 
Betty was born in October of 2019, so they stayed hush-hush on the name all the way until July 2020, and then Taylor Swift announces it with her eventual Grammy-winning album. So, they're that close to Taylor. In March of 2021, Taylor thanked Betty, James, and Inez and their parents in her Grammy acceptance speech for Folklore. If this isn't ultimate family goals, I truly don't know what is. And I just want to say, these three children are being mentioned in Taylor's Grammy acceptance speech when some of them can't even walk. Yeah. So, being set up for success. Like, a literal living icon is thanking them in her acceptance speech. Little do they know. Little do they know. This is also a good time to recap the tweets Taylor Blake Ryan, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and Gigi Hadid made after one fan tweeted about a potential movie with the potential storyline of The Last Great American Dynasty. So basically, a fan account tweeted. Uh, their account name is at TSLifestyle13. This was on September 7th. They tweeted, quote, The Last Great American Dynasty would make an incredible movie. The story is timeless yet unique. The music would be exquisite, and it already has the perfect title. As the cast, Blake Lively, Rebecca, Ryan Reynolds, Bill, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Neighbor, Manifesting. And then in the pictures, it has a picture of Blake and Ryan together. And then the next picture is of Jesse Tyler Ferguson holding a little dog. <laughs> and then Jesse Tyler Ferguson, quote, retweeted this saying, quote, okay, I'm a veil for this at Vansity Reynolds, at Blake Lively, at Taylor Swift 13, end quote. And then Ryan, aka at Vansity Reynolds, replied saying, quote, but Bill's heart, dot, 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 question mark, end quote. Then Taylor responded, Quote, not trying to be the loudest woman this town has ever seen, trademark emoji, <laughs> but I love this. Gigi Hadith then replied, same. Blake Lively also replied to this tweet from Taylor saying, quote, I painted Ryan key lime green. I can't wait till he wakes up, end quote. So this is like a big thing. Like, I remember all the stan accounts were like, this is why you're not wasting time when you have a stan account. Yeah. You could be... Tweeted by Taylor Swift like once in your life. And You're then tweeted at it's all uh, Gigi it. Hadid, Blake Lively, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh, Ryan Reynolds, like all of them. You're just like one of their friends at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that pretty much wraps our timeline up. But before we end this episode, we're going to introduce a very special new segment and an additional fun announcement. A double whammy. We have a new segment that we are going to start ending the show with nightmares and daydreams so we were inspired by other podcasts like the popcast with jamie and knox and how they end their episodes with red lights and green lights and other podcasts i know do similar things like that like highs and lows of their week or, or something similar so we're gonna do our own version of that nightmares and daydreams so for example if you listen to the podcast you already know how they use red lights and green lights to talk about books movies anything like entertainment related that they liked or disliked that week uh in fact one week taylor swift was jamie's red light uh. this was when fearless came out she red lighted taylor because she was uh i think she was red lighting how long the album was i don't know but this week she red lighted matt damon so that's just why oh Allie, we don't have time to get into what happened with matt damon this week 
We'll talk after I'll the Google episode. It later. <laughs> I don't have time to go into that. But that's just an example of the things that they do. Um, but regardless of JB Redlighting, Taylor Swift, I still love them and their show. And I wanted to give them a shout out for inspiring this new segment. Yes. So for Nightmares and Daydreams, we will share our personal weekly nightmare and daydream. We may recommend a new album or artist we like as a daydream or do the opposite for our nightmares. It will generally be pop culture, pop music, or entertainment related, but it doesn't necessarily always have to be. This is a new segment, people. Who knows where this will go? Um, This is, of course, a nod to the song Blank Space and the famous line, darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. Our podcast name is from Blink Space, so we've got to tie it all back. It's very on brand for us. Totally. (laughs) So let's get started, Allie. What is your nightmare and daydream this week? All right. Well, I'm going to start with my daydream. This isn't a recent, well, actually it is kind of recent. I love Lake Street Dive. Um, If you haven't listened to their music, I highly recommend it. I think if you listen to Taylor, it's likely that you would like like street dive it's a little more alternative than taylor obviously but my very favorite song and i have to say it rivals some taylor songs as my favorite song ever is good kisser okay so yeah if you haven't ever heard it cue it up good kisser another good song by them is hypotheticals so you should add a link to their spotify in our show notes oh absolutely go click that link you won't regret it i'm obsessed with good kisser also if you want to cry, well, actually, you probably wouldn't. Sam told me that hypotheticals reminded him of me. Aww. And I cried. So maybe cry with me sometime. Yeah, definitely send us those links. So that's my daydream. But my nightmare of the week, and I don't know how recently this happened, but I recently, like, in the past two days, saw a video of this. And I gotta say, my nightmare is James Charles. And no one was shocked. And no one was shocked. But the reason, what really set me over the edge this week was I saw this video on social media and I don't know how recent it is, but he did like a little like video with Maddie Ziegler and Mackenzie Ziegler from Dance Moms. I mean, they're no longer on Dance Moms, but that's where they're from. And if you don't know, Maddie's the older sibling of Maddie and Mackenzie and Maddie was like the star of Dance Moms. She was like, she was the kid, obviously, but she was, like, the best dancer on the show. Like, probably the reason that Dance Moms got so famous. Like, Maddie is an incredible dancer. But she has this younger sister who's also an incredible dancer, but just, like, compared to Maddie, Maddie's just incredible. Well, James Charles interviewed both Maddie and Mackenzie. I don't know when, but I saw this this week. And he was so mean to Mackenzie. Uh-huh. And I felt so bad for her. Because it just made me feel bad because, like... On the show, Dance Mom, she was always, like, you know, in the shadows of Maddie's spotlight. And I'm sure she's been compared to Maddie her entire life. And then they were on a video with James Charles, and they were like, who's going to do the best makeup? And, like, at some point, James goes to Maddie, he goes, there's no way Mackenzie will win. And, like, it's so rude. And then, like, someone comes up and takes a picture with James Charles and Maddie, and they completely leave Mackenzie out. They leave her, like, in the corner on video. They don't take a picture with her. So it was, like, very clear that James was, like, really catering towards Maddie, like, because she's the star and she's amazing. And then, like, was so mean to Mackenzie. So, Mackenzie, if you're listening, I love you. I think you're a brilliant dancer. This is so funny because it reminds me of that quote from Community uh, from Britta where she's like, I can excuse racism, but... I draw the line at animal abuse. 
Oh. And you using that as your example as uh, James Charles being your nightmare is making me think of, like, I can excuse DMing minors, but I draw the line at being mean to Mackenzie Ziegler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, honestly, I mean, there are a lot of reasons to dislike him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I always knew that people disliked him and that he's been canceled, like, more than once. Mm -hmm. But frankly, I never really pay attention to him. Mm -hmm. So, like, I didn't even know that he DM'd minors. I'm just telling you now, I'm not very educated on James Charles, but I saw this one video and I was convinced. I was like, (laughs) he's a bad person. Mackenzie deserves better. Cressy, what is your daydream and nightmare for the week? Yes, so my daydream is a YouTuber their account is Mike's Mike. I recently found them because they were on my suggested page and I am obsessed with his videos. He's hilarious. He talks about pop culture and pop moments, pop music. He has this one video. I think this is the first one I saw of his where he just reads iconic celebrity tweets from the years. Mm, and yeah. it was really funny. Uh, he recently had a video come out in this past week, I think, that was about just insane product placements and famous music videos that was really interesting cool so he's just a really fun account to check out so that is my first daydream ever check out mike's Mike on youtube we will of course link this in our show notes i really like his videos and he has funny tiktoks too you wanted to check him out on there i will be checking him out after this so my nightmare is the demi lovato show shocker yeah so um the reason why this is my nightmare isn't necessarily because it's Demi Lovato I mean obviously that plays a part of it because I think of them as very problematic for many reasons which we have discussed in depth many many times in many different episodes just listen back yeah but my reason why this is my nightmare is because this was filmed over a year ago It's, I think, nine or ten episodes, and they're ten minutes long. She interviews people like Olivia Munn, Jamila Jamil. I can't think of any of the other names I saw pop up. But it's just ten-minute quick videos, and it was for Quibi, if you remember Quibi. Oh, I don't. I mean, I recognize the name, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, so it was a streaming service that was short-lived. Okay. And it folded. I don't remember the exact details, but it folded. And then Roku somehow acquired the rights of the Demi Lovato show and has now released it over a year later. And I just feel like we're past it. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about the fact that it it was recorded over a year ago, I think pre-pandemic, and a very different time, like pre-protest and other big events that have happened in the world since then and also just that it's like this weird one-off series of like 10 episodes that are like 10 minutes long and they're not making any more they just like randomly release this and there was not much promo for it there's not much online about it the people listening y'all might not even know that this is a thing it dropped a few days ago and there's nothing about it because they're not promoting it and it's like why even drop these at all yeah and I just feel like this time last year was such a vastly different time in the world that it's hard to relate, you know? Yeah. there's I don't have Roku, so I can't watch it. I tried to watch it, you guys. I did, because I didn't want to just hate on it without having any, like, first-hand experience on it. And there's no articles written about it, of course, because it's already irrelevant. 
Yeah. But you're right. Like, we are in such a different place. I just can't see how it's relevant anymore. Things have changed so much. It's like, it's just weird to release it now. But with that, do you want to go on to our second announcement? Yes. Okay. And then we're going to wrap up this episode. So again, I have been influenced by another podcast I love. I'm obsessed with this podcast called Web Crawlers, if any of y'all listen to it. It's sort of about mysteries and weird internet stuff, which y'all know is my jam. And they also have a weekly call-in episode, which I have called a few times. So if you are a listener of theirs, you probably have heard me on those episodes. (laughs) I did not know you did that. I do. I love them. So anyway, they recently announced a fun way to get more reviews on Apple Podcasts, which I loved because Apple Podcast reviews help us so much. So we're copying them. Shout out to Allie, Melissa, and Maria of Webcrawlers for inspiring us. So they're basically following everyone back who writes them a review and screenshots the review and DMs it to their podcast account. So we're going to do the same. We do a pretty good job at following people back already, but we are not perfect. Uh, We honestly might already be following you back, but you know, just in case. Still help us. Yeah. If you want to write us a review on Apple Podcasts, do it. Screenshot it. DM it to us on our Twitter or Instagram or both if you want to follow on both. We will follow you back. Hey, a follow is a follow. And we're a good follow too. We are always liking and commenting and retweeting stuff. Hell yeah. We're a loyal follower. Yes, you will not regret it. The no. only way we will not follow you is if it's negative. <laughs> but yeah. That's blocked. No, I was kidding. <laughs> so our Twitter and Instagram account is at GFA Weekend. So yeah, just write us a review and DM it over to at GFA Weekend on Twitter or Instagram. And you will get a new friend and a lifelong liker. Wow. What a special relationship. And if you've already written a review on Apple Podcasts and for whatever reason we aren't already mutuals, you can also screenshot that old review. You don't have to rewrite it if you don't want to. Just DM it to us. We will follow you back. We are a woman of our word. Yes, we are. Shall we wrap up this episode? Yeah, I think that's about it. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. You can follow us at GFA Weekend on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us on Reddit at r slash good for a weekend or TikTok at good for a weekend podcast. You guys, I'm TikTok famous now. You are. Do you want to talk about that TikTok? <laughs> Which one? The, I guess the Taylor Swift theory, but I was also thinking about the 70s dresses. So I made a TikTok on the GFAW account of me clowning, thinking that Taylor and Joe are married. And this was about a month ago. And to this day, I'm still getting comments calling me a dumb bitch. So, <laughs> And then on my personal account, I made a TikTok of me trying on vintage dresses that my mom had bought for me. And... It popped off, so I'm famous now. I'm worthy of your Raya invite. Send it to me. <laughs> the dresses are amazing. I was actually very impressed. Because when they you. were laying out on the chair, I couldn't really tell how they would look until you actually put them on, and they were amazing. They were fun, so shout out to Shannon, my mom, for buying those for me. A thrifting queen. We love it. I think that's everything. 
Yeah, we also have a Discord if you want to join the conversation. We will have a link to that in our show notes and also all the sources for this episode and any media mentioned. Any uh, pictures that Allie mentioned that she wanted to share will be on our website, gfaweekend.com. I said that so aggressively, but I like it. (laughs) It's time for me to get out of this closet. Jifa out. I'm coming out dash Diana Ross. My back hurts and I'm sweating (laughs) in this freaking closet. I hope my audio is perfection. I hope so Y'all be the judge. Bye guys. (laughs) Bye. Jifa out. Stella said bye too.